Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia in our daily COVID-19 business briefing. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those of you on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you guys. Normally on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others each week on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and through our fast distribution network with wvnews.com. Since March 19th, we've been bringing you these daily special edition broadcasts. We're focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question. What can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current pandemic situation that we're all facing? When we first started the podcast in 2017, our goal was to inspire and equip people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built incredible companies right here in West Virginia. Quite simply, we want to help businesses in West Virginia win. We love bringing you these inspirational stories each week that encourage people to start their business in the Mountain State and keep their companies right here and make West Virginia strong. Of course, you can learn more about our mission at PositivelyWV.com. Every week we're going live with these broadcasts these business briefings to really help business owners and business leaders with practical ideas to use right now. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Steve Roberts. Steve is president of the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce. The West Virginia Chamber, of course, is based in Charleston, West Virginia, and works to create an environment that allows their members to grow their business, invest, innovate, and make a profit, and create jobs and higher quality employees. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show today. Jim, thanks for having me as a guest. I'm looking forward to being with you. Yeah, absolutely. First, Steve, you know, I got to ask you before we even dive into subject matter, you know, how are you doing right now? How are you and your family members? Uh, how are you guys doing? You're in Charleston well, right now. So how are you guys doing? You're very nice to ask. And thank you so much. You know, I've been privileged to be part of the governor's task force working on mm-hmm. the the uh, coronavirus issue. Uh, my role largely has been to try to uh, get as much information to the business community as possible so that we can all know uh, what's going on and make our plans accordingly. Um, and I and my family are doing well. I hope you and your family are doing well. We are, I want to say to all of your listeners, we are doing what medical guidelines say we should do. We are distancing appropriately uh, at our workplace, the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce. We have a very dedicated workforce, and yet um, we are rotating being in the office so that we don't have the office crowded with people, and and, um, we are learning to work remotely, um, and it's going fairly well. My my quick observation about working remotely, at least for us, is it's taking us a little longer to get some things done because we are used to being very collegial and, you know, walking to the office next door and saying, hey, I have this problem. What would you do about it if you were in my place? That's a little harder to do when you are not together, but we're learning to do it. And so far, so good. Awesome. And Jim, yeah, if I yeah, may, yeah, absolutely. just here at here at the outset, because you were so nice to talk a little about what the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce is and does, and um, you're very, very positive about West Virginia. So I do have um, a, a very sort of a number one story to share, yes, which please. is the West Virginia Chamber has been designated 
by the Council of State Chambers throughout the United States as the number one chamber of commerce in the country for membership loyalty and retention. And we're very proud of that. Um, we, If you are a company that is a member of the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce, you are just very, very likely to stay with us and continue your, your participation. Uh, we like to think that's because West Virginians are very loyal people, and we know we're all in this together, and, and we're pretty good at working together mm. to uh, solve problems. Yeah, so That's awesome. Um, that's good to know for sure. Since, uh, yeah, so since Steve, you've got a very positive yeah. broadcast, I thought I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's put great. A, put another number one out there. Absolutely, we could all use uh, some some positive news right yeah. now. That's for sure. So, Steve, I, I want to ask you. You know, obviously, as the as the state chamber of commerce, you guys do a lot of things. But right now, I can only imagine that you know the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, is is taking front and center. What are some things you guys are doing right now to properly equip West Virginia companies to to kind of navigate these uh, uncharted waters, as we keep saying. Well, Jim, you are exactly right. The uh, coronavirus is, uh, is is what we work on uh, all day long, well into the evening. If you are participating with us, you know to expect emails uh, late at night and early in the morning. Uh, we've got our entire staff working. And the first phase of this has been to say to everyone, uh, be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can. The best way to beat the virus and the best way to get over this is to not spread it. So number one is let's all stay healthy and be safe and follow medical guidelines. And if we do that, we're going to come out of this faster. In, in West Virginia, we need to come out of it faster because um, from an economic point of view, it has hit our state hard. Number two what we as a chamber of commerce with a we have members in every county in West Virginia. Uh, interestingly, our members employ over half of West Virginia's workers. So, if you're a member of the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce, you're part of a network of people who employ over half of the state uh, of the workers in our state. Um, and we've been able to use that network to really push information out and to push out information that people really need. Uh, We've gotten excellent cooperation at all levels of government. Uh, The first, we've been doing tele-town halls. Uh, We publicize these on our website, wvchamber.com. And in our tele-town halls, we have noted guests. We've started with both of our states, United States senators. We've had Senator Manchin and Senator Capito explaining the CARES Act. We've had the um, commissioner, the acting director of Workforce West Virginia, uh, to talk about how the um, unemployment compensation system works and how people can not only get what they need, but how businesses can have input and get the information they need. Businesses that we're talking to want their employees to be well and safe. They want to get the very best information they can to their employees, and they want to know uh, with precision what to do when a situation arises that they have to uh, have a furlough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll just quickly say Scott Adkins has been terrific. We've had uh, two very lengthy phone calls with uh, um, Scott Adkins, who uh, heads up uh, Workforce West Virginia. He has 
very freely shared his information. He's very, very knowledgeable, very, very good at what he does. And we, because these are tele-town halls, people are able to ask questions. So people sure. have gotten all of their questions answered. And if they will email us, at, um, then we pass the question on to him. So um, so that's, that's being helpful. The other thing is that we are working closely with USSBA. And um, a great person there, George Murray, has been able to answer questions about how the SBA lending programs work. And we'll be doing that again, a tele-town hall again tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And the uh, the take-up on these calls has been very high yeah. because well, people need to know, yep. how, do you, how do you use these programs? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have uh, uh, Steve Bulger. Uh, he's the director for the SBA Mid-Atlantic Region. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you know Steve or not, but he's going to be our guest tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, kind of doing that as well. So we'll make sure that we have links to uh, the chamber's information uh, on the show notes section of this podcast for sure, Steve. So so let's um, first of all thank you for sharing all that. I mean, it, it, you can just tell just going on the, the chamber's website that that um, that you guys are putting out a lot of information, you, you know, the, the emails and the whole nine, like you talked about, it, it, it's dissemination of information. But I want to kind of get into some of the things that you're seeing on the front lines, on the governor's task force, and as well as the president of Ch- uh, West Virginia Chamber. You know, what are some of the things that you're seeing out there that are the big issues that people are really coming to grips with right now? Let's um, let's start by saying that our health care providers are yeah doing heroic work here absolutely the hospitals the uh the doctors the um uh all of the health providers everybody from uh, everybody at every level in the healthcare community is involved in some way uh one of the probably unexpected or unintended consequences of much of what has been done is that the hospitals are feeling a terrific amount of stress mm. and so are the medical professions because anything elective has been put off and so that means that while the hospitals have been getting ready to take people who may be very sick with the coronavirus they have been uh, uh, having to put off many other uh, activities and procedures and so the hospitals are hemorrhaging money. They're losing money at very, very fast rates because, for for a good reason, of course, because uh, we all want to be ready. Uh, it's anticipated in West Virginia that the peak might be about a week from today, and the hospitals simply want to have the capacity to take care of sick people if they start showing up uh, at their doors and need to be admitted or need to be admitted to intensive care. Fortunately, in West Virginia, our uh, numbers of infected people have not ballooned uh, the way they have in some of the more densely populated areas. I give a lot of credit to our state officials for calling this crisis to everyone's attention and making sure that we properly distanced ourselves from one another so that we didn't uh, get sick. Um, So, uh, we excuse me. We may be experiencing a a um, somewhat less rate of infection in West Virginia. You would always, of course, hope that to be the case. 
And if we do experience um, less of a rate of infection, we'll come out of this sooner and we'll get our economy moving again. And that really gets me to the next point, which is we now have a lot of people unemployed in West Virginia, and we need to be very concerned about those folks. Yep. So, so you know, obviously, you know, there's programs out there, unemployment, uh, workforce, West Virginia, and we're, we're, you know, not necessarily diving into those those types of questions. But what are you seeing out there with, the, you know, is there certain sectors that are that are struggling? You mentioned the hospitals, and obviously, you know, preparing for the surge uh, of potential patients is an important factor, obviously, and you know, there that's the 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 price that they have to pay, right, is the fact that their their revenue streams are dried up for the short term. Uh, they'll, they'll bounce back for sure from that. But but what are some of the other areas that you're seeing? You know, we've early on we heard of restaurants and bars and those types of places, but they kind of adapted, and a lot of them anyway that I'm seeing out in north central part of the state, you know, um, pivoting to you know more of a uh, uh, you know, a, a delivery model or curbside pickup and those kinds of things. Their kitchens are open. Uh, what are some of the other industries that you think right now are, are, are really under the uh, under the so, pressure? So, Jim, if I may, on that point, you know, West Virginians are good entrepreneurs. We are an intrepid people. We've 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 lived for a long time in a land that is beautiful, but um, can be present challenges as well. And um, we have seen many of the restaurants adapt very quickly Mm -hmm. to a takeout model. Um, Some of the restaurant owners are telling us that, of course, they're not where they want to be. For one thing, they don't want to see anybody sick, um, but Mm -hmm. that they are uh, remarkably busy with their takeout business and that that may well sustain them through this. Of course, no one quite knows yet because we don't know how long this is going to last. Exactly. Um, so it is particularly troubling to many of our small businesses. And there's another factor here that needs to be discussed, which is that many of the pr- small businesses are having difficulty uh, getting enough people to work. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one is that if you uh, if if you uh, school is out, and so if you have children at home, um, under the guidelines, um, there are means through which a person can stay home and take care of children. Uh, there uh, are means through which people can stay home and take care of the elderly or someone sick, and. Um, so many of the businesses are reporting that they simply are challenged to get enough people who can come to work uh, to be able to come to work. That's one problem, one issue we're seeing. Um, another is, of course, people are being appropriately cautious. If you if you don't want to catch this and are doing following medical guidelines, then you don't want to be in proximity to anybody because we don't know who might have it, who might be a carrier and not even know it. Yeah. So. That's uh, those are some of the challenges. The the other set of challenges, um, which is going to be uh, very um, easily and quickly recognized by your listeners, is that um, there are issues with the guidelines for who can apply for a loan or who can apply for assistance, and uh, because the system is is getting so much volume all at one time, the process is slower than anybody wants it to be. That's understandable. We're all going to have to be patient, but it's hard to tell somebody who's hungry to be patient. Yeah, definitely. And 
you know, the interesting thing about this whole thing, just listening to you talk, is that we're all in this together. Uh, I think it's at varying degrees. I, I kind of been talking about, you know, there's kind of three classes of business right now that I'm seeing. Uh, primarily in West Virginia, there are, there are companies that are, you know, they're shut down. They can't work. They can't open their doors. And, and that's that's really, really breaks my heart to, to hear that and see that. There's others that are actually thriving. There are some businesses that I'm I'm talking to on a regular basis that are like, we, we where our business is out of control. It's booming. We can't find people to, to help us. You know, we got jobs opening. And then there's other companies, and you know where I feel like um, we're kind of my company is we're like we're doing okay. Uh, we kind of weathered the first month of this, but we don't know what the next three, four months is going to look like. And I feel like there's a lot of people like that right now. And you just hit on that, uh, saying that one of the things that people are thinking about is when is this going to end. I feel like my personal analysis is that they, I've heard the word. Um, the, or the phrase freaked out like uh, the first two weeks everybody was freaked out that's the, the, the phrase that kept people kept using uh, but now I think that's over with uh, to some degree not always um, in all cases but I feel like now we're, everybody's like okay we kind of made it through the first month of this or so because I, I mean I remember when everything started you know hitting was uh, 13th of um, March and Monday's April 13th. So it's going to be a month on March. You know, it's hard to believe. Right. And uh, and so now everybody's like, OK, now what do we do? You know, and so one of the questions that I would like to throw at you, and I don't know that I can articulate it 100 percent the way I want to want this to come out. But, you know, when this does end, which we don't know, what do you think are some some of the opportunities the potential opportunities that are going to come from this as a state uh, with our workforce, the entrepreneurship that you mentioned, the tenacity that our people have. What are some of the opportunities you think are going to come out of this, Steve? You know, uh, Jim, uh, we and others have begun writing a recovery plan for West Virginia because uh, I think you're, I, I like the way you sum it up. The first phase of this has been freak out. Um, we, we probably are in the post freak out phase <laughs> and we're learning to deal with it. Yeah. But we're all, uh, we're all, we don't know when it's going to end. Uh, we do know the longer it goes on, the more hardship that comes from it. And therefore, we want to be very ready. Um, when when we can loosen up and people can begin to move around more, we want to be very ready with a recovery plan. Yeah. And yep. Yep. your your comment that what can West Virginia learn and how can we grow from this um, takes me immediately to, you know, we think one of the uh, while we're not looking at this as uh, as uh, we're only looking for silver linings to what is otherwise a very bad situation. So none of what I'm about to say is to um, in any way minimize the health impact of all of this. But um, there's going to be and currently is underway a massive amount of federal spending. Now, many of us believe that West Virginia's broadband issues can be um, – uh, resolved if we have a massive increase in federal help. Some problems are just too big for the states to handle on a state-by-state basis. But um, broadband is an area where we could very much mm. uh, uh, surge ahead by taking some of the federal money that is uh, already coming and some that we think will be coming 
and applying it to fixing some of our broadband issues and getting mm. broadband to some areas of the state that badly need it. That that is simply one place that we think uh, could um, that that we could take what has happened and what is currently going on and uh, make some improvements as a result yeah. of I, activities I, I, related to the coronavirus. Steve, I think that's that's fascinating because that that is a, a piece of infra- infrastructure that's sorely needed in West Virginia, and I th- I feel like. You know, it it hits every sector, you know, starting with education. You know, there I keep hearing these reports of these these students uh, in West Virginia that don't have broadband access and and the education is supposed to be happening online. Well, they don't have an Internet. That's right. You know, and and it's easy for me to dismiss that kind of saying, oh, well, you know, everybody has Internet, but not everybody has Internet. Nobody not everybody has access to broadband, you know, high speed Internet. And then you think about from the from the e-commerce side of things, you know, we're you know, the businesses who have adopted technology over the last several years and have shifted their model. So somewhat to being able to be a brick and mortar and also have online offerings are the ones that are actually thriving right now, you know, and and, and being prepared with a, a digital offering as well as your brick and mortar to me is going to be essential and you can't do that unless you have internet access broadband so that, i think you're on that's exactly it. we we absolutely you know if we're going to thrive in the future we've got to get more connected and we've got to get better connected yeah and we can't talk it seems like everybody talks about that well the reason everybody talks about it is because everybody's right <laughs> and it has to happen and uh, it's it's yeah it's just as plain as can be for us to be a 21st century state we have to have 21st century connectedness yeah and we've yep. got to do it and Absolutely. we've got to overcome the hurdles. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and something else we think we've learned through this, and it goes to something that the Chamber of Commerce has been saying for a long time, which is that – and by the way, I'm not in any way faulting the actions of, of anybody in government. We've had, I think, magnificent uh, responsiveness from government officials. But, but let me – and it's related to technology, so since we're on that subject – but they are working with very old equipment. In some cases, they're working with computer programs that are 40 years old. Mm. Imagine what I'm saying. Mm. So when people say, well, they want government to be more like business, we, we clearly recognize that government is not business. Business and government are different. But one of the things that business has to take seriously is keeping up because as every business person knows, if you don't keep up, then a competitor is going to get ahead of you very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And government doesn't operate with that same discipline. So there, believe it or not, there are, there are areas of government, important areas of government that are operating with equipment that in some cases is 40 years old. That's hard to believe. It is hard to believe. And uh, one of the things the Chamber of Commerce has been saying for a long time is that in West Virginia, we've got to have 21st century technology in government, and we have to have 21st century human resource practices Mm -hmm. in government. Businesses are doing a much better job of listening to employees, addressing uh, issues and concerns that employees have, frankly, than government is. Mm. And government has been very slow 
to adopt 21st century human resource practices. So this might be an opportunity to say, hey, we've, we've identified at least two areas that need to be addressed very seriously, very thoughtfully, but very intentionally as a result of this crisis. Hmm. Steve, I want to go back to something you mentioned a few minutes ago, and it really piqued my interest because this is the first that I'd heard about this. And I keep thinking in my mind, somebody needs to be working on a recovery plan. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that that is actually in the works. Can you talk a little bit more about like who are the players on that and what that what that's going to look like? Well, uh, I'd be happy to, and thank you for giving me that opportunity. Uh, Within the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce, we have created a working group, and we have a draft recovery plan. And we are taking a look at and identifying those things that um, uh, will be necessary to get us moving and get our economy moving post Uh, the health crisis. And make no mistake, the health crisis is number one. We're not at all saying money is more important than people's lives. What we are saying is that the health crisis is going to become managed at some point and and then really managed at some point. And we don't know exactly when that's going to be. But as people can get moving again, we want to have those uh, things in place that will help people get moving. So we've already talked about two of those. One is this, let's take advantage of this uh, uh, crisis to really examine our broadband weaknesses and let's let's quit fiddle-faddling, as my dad would say, you're fiddle-faddling when you're supposed to be doing your homework. Yeah. Let's quit fiddle-faddling around and get this uh, broadband problem solved. Let's get serious about upgrading the technology and human resource practices within state government. You mentioned education and distance learning. Um, We believe that people at all levels, school teachers, service personnel, uh, board of education members, parents, students, everybody wants to see our students have opportunities that are just as good as uh, the opportunities that students have elsewhere. So let's get a look at where we are behind and let's get realistic about what it takes to to solve those problems. Mm. Let me I'm going to throw just a couple of quick things out because this is something that we at the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce have a real passion for. Yes. Every child we we need to adopt as look, this is just what we believe. Why do we believe it? Because it works every place else that they try this. Have your child reading at grade level by the third grade. Nothing is more important to that child's learning future than being able to read at grade level by the third grade. Um, Sounds easy enough, but we've got to say, okay, how do you make it happen? What can we do to make sure it happens? Mm -hmm. Number two, every child has to be have a caring adult in that child's life. Somebody. A teacher, a parent, a grandparent, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, a neighbor, a friend, a pastor. Somebody has to care for every child we have. Every child in school needs love and attention, and children can only thrive when they have a caring adult in their life. We have to we have to drill down on that and figure out where the gaps are in the system and fix them. And it's going to take more than talk. We're going to have to be absolutely uh, very focused on solving that problem. Thirdly, our children learn 
more when they have more time for learning. Now, how we solve that remains to be seen. But we the people who say, well, we don't need very many school days, frankly, are just wrong. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd love to go back to Tom Sawyer and Becky Thatcher days. Uh, I loved that uh, story when I book when I read it as a kid. I loved it when my child was in the play Tom Sawyer. But we have got to get away from a 19th century model of education. Mm. And we've got to get real and understand that children who thrive have more opportunity for education yeah, and more absolutely. opportunity for learning. And that is the So future. those are just yeah. three things that yeah. we can do within our education system that I think largely everybody agrees uh, about. So now we got to figure out how to do it. Well, Steve, you know, thank you for, for sharing that. Our ge- uh, guest once again on Positively West Virginia today is Steve Roberts. He's the president of the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce. And he's been with the chamber since 1992. He's seen a lot of things going on uh, in West Virginia business. Uh, we're talking about the recovery plan they've got at, at the chamber. They've got a draft recovery plan of how we're going to get out of this mess that we're in right now. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, Steve, and it's, it's, it's not that it's funny, but it's it's the interesting thing is that none of this, you know, we could have predicted, you know, going back in, in January or, you know, even maybe February. And here we are and we're, we've got to deal with this. And, and it's leadership from, from people like you at the state chamber, uh, others that are working on this behind the scenes. And obviously it's the small business. The small businesses in West Virginia are the backbone of our economy and, and you know, with, whether it's regarding, you know, employment or opportunities, whatever that might be, and entrepreneurs. We kind of t- talked about all that. Steve, what, what are some practical, like, pieces of advice that you would give if you if you could speak to the uh, our audience right now as primarily business owners and business leaders in West Virginia what's what's some advice that you would give them um, looking into say the next month or so let's uh, let let me start with Get all the information you can. Um, Jim, you are a great source of information. Look at the guests that you are having on your show who are freely and openly sharing everything they know that will help all of us with recovery. Um, Number one, get information. We're doing, as you've mentioned and I have, uh, wvchamber.com on the West Virginia Chamber of Commerce website. We are putting all the information we can that will help people get guidance from the, whether it's the USSBA, whether it's Workforce West Virginia. Uh, We've even created uh, an Ask the Expert program. Law firms, accounting firms, banks have volunteered, and hear me on that, have volunteered their services at no charge. Um, If people will go to that site and email their question, then we circulate it. If it's a legal question, we circulate it to a volunteer law wow. firm. If it's a banking question, we circulate it to a banker. If it's an accounting question, we circulate it to uh, an accountant. If That's you've got awesome. a question, go to the West Virginia Chamber website and look for the Ask the Expert. Ask your question, and we'll we'll send it out to somebody who might be able to answer it for you. That's awesome. And then, yep. and then the, the rest of what I would have to say is we've all got to stay healthy. Uh, it's very, very important that we say we can't take care of each other if half of us are sick. Uh, we've all got to stay healthy. Hmm. Uh, we've got to protect ourselves. And as what we're finding is that now that we're protecting ourselves and because we started early in West Virginia, we may get out of this much, much faster hmm. 
that anybody thought. I'm not trying to be a, a pie-eyed uh, optimist. I'm just mm-hmm. simply trying to be realistic. The, the data would all suggest at this point that doing the right thing is working. So keep doing the right thing, and yes. we will get over this. And uh, we're headed into summer. Uh, we hope by mid to late summer we will be in a full-blown recovery. Yeah. Um, we still have to be concerned about health, but we're going to figure that out too. Yep, absolutely. Steve, You know, I really appreciate your words of wisdom, great advice, great resources. Keep help. There's so much help out there right now. If you're a small business if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in a business leadership standpoint, there are so many resources out there, people willing to give uh, of themselves and their time and their energy and their talents. So thank you for sharing that. I just want to uh, thank you, Steve Roberts, again, from the uh, West Virginia Chamber of Commerce for being our guest today and sharing this valuable information to our audience. I really appreciate you. Jim, thank you. And I appreciate you and what you're doing. And thank you for um, doing such a big job in pushing so much information out to people who are really hungry to have it. Absolutely. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. I know that we brought a lot of valuable insight that you can use in your business as we all work to navigate these uncharted waters. I want to take a moment once again to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media will be coming to you live every weekday with this um, these special briefings as this pandemic continues uh, until further notice. I don't know how long that's going to be, but it's been uh, our pleasure to do that for you. I want to give uh, a quick programming note. Uh, tomorrow, as I mentioned, Steve Bulger, uh, he's the director of SBA, Mid-Atlantic Region, not just for West Virginia, but the entire Mid-Atlantic Region will be on at 11 a.m. Anna Carrier is a uh, WVU professor, uh, business entrepreneur at WVU College of Business and Economics, heading up a small business initiative that they've recently launched. She'll be coming up Monday the 13th at 2 p.m. And then also, uh, Steve, this is something I want to mention to our audience, and, and you may be interested in this as well. We're doing a West Virginia small business town hall meeting uh, right right on this channel uh, with uh, Interaction Media Studio, and we're going to be doing a Zoom call. We've already got over 30 people registered for that, and then we're going to be pushing that Zoom call out live over Facebook. It's a new technology that's uh, now available, so it's going to be a town hall where you'll be able to see all the participants asking questions, interacting, all geared towards helping small businesses in a community setting where we can all help lift each other up. And that's coming up Monday, April 13th from 3 to 4 p.m. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.